We had some close personal friends fighting in my hometown, and I am so glad the joke about The Wizard of Oz fell flat. First of all, the movie was filmed in Hollywood. The books are based in Nebraska, and everyone can go themselves every time they see that I'm from Kansas and make a Wizard of Oz joke. The movie's fine. It's fine. But that does not change the fact that the fights, the fights were excellent, and they happened in Wichita, Kansas, proving fighting much easier from outside the cage. Especially as I watched Drew Dober have to deal with an armbar that Raf said he would have tapped to, and I would have too. It's time for verbal tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, when would you have tapped? The minute uh, Benny was starting to angle it a little more. So Drew had the angle happen to him and looked like he was trying to maneuver out of it. And I said, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's locked in there and he's still trying to fight it. Good for him. I don't think I could. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of credit to him. But the triangle. am I allowed to give my... my the, the triangle, the triangle well, yeah. That's when I would have tapped, just, just so we're all clear. Drew was like, nah. And... We'll get into the fights, but at the triangles when I would have tapped. Yeah. Just how I feel. Um, you know, but Kev, I mean, we're not in Kansas anymore. So well, I know don't make that when I, mean, I I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> I will jump out of it. Like in Ladybird. I'm just gonna flat out get yeah. out of the car rap. <laughs> and then it's just me flying solo. Uh yeah, okay. So it, the thing that it really highlighted to me was how much stock do people put into planning out their post-fight speech? And follow-up question, do you have to tell a friend? Because I feel like a friend might have said, please don't. Uh, no. No, forget Jesus. <laughs> this was, this was the. We're let's get right into it. Rap, I'm down. I don't. Mm-hmm. We let's lollygag past and start talking about UFC Fight Night. It was on. It was on Fight Pass this week and ESPN Plus as well, mm-hmm. which is where I watched it in high speed this morning. You there? You could turn this thing from a full-on Titanic viewing to something closer to the movie Tag. It's fantastic. There was several highlighted fights. It started with Bosch versus Akhmadov. Akhmadov takes the decision, but we want to slide right past that into one of the most exciting fights of the night. Friend of the podcast, we both have had the chance to train with him. Drew Dober fought Dariush. Dariush landed... Well, uh, Dober was winning the fight in the first round, winning the exchanges, almost knocked Dariush knocking him. Pretty silly in that first round. Darius even said it in his after speech before he started to try and expand the kingdom of Jesus's empire. He tried to, he was like, I'm glad I stayed awake and it was honest and it was fun. And it was about the fights and not his imaginary friend hobbies. So it was nice, (laughs) but he also Darius ends up taking Dober down. Dober gets out of it, comes back and decides, no, now that we're in the clinch, let's do this. Stays in the clinch. Doesn't break apart. I'm going to go ahead and Monday morning quarterback that a 
Maybe he should have. Like, I have a clue. I mean, Dober had a pretty good game going, but it was just... I couldn't imagine he didn't want to get to his feet and start hitting him in the face again because he was winning those exchanges pretty handily. He didn't. He got he got countered, and then Dariush took his back and took his neck and then took his arm. That's kind of how that happens. Let's also talk about the... Uh, as Benny said afterwards, he talked about the Kimura trap. And when I immediately saw the beginnings of a Kimura trap, I said, no. And I knew I go, man, he's a really solid jujitsu practitioner. That's good. a hard thing. Darius is very good. I, I, and you know this, if you're listening to the commentary from one John Anik, whose familiarity with grappling competitions, it's not suspect. But it's definitely one that you have to consider. If you told John Anik that you were really good at jiu-jitsu, he'd probably just have to take your word. Yeah, he'd believe you. And he'd say it. Or whatever else you tell him, as we'll get to about this fight. Because especially when he was talking about it, he just goes, Now, Benil Delarouche has definitely won a lot of grappling competitions. Yeah, which ones? A lot of them. All of Some of I don't know. A lot of them. He's won many high-level yeah, grappling competitions. There, there's a thing that says Naga here in a, in a Grappler's Escape Paradise Conquest. I, I don't really know. Anik always keeps just a little bit of that 1950s radio voice deep inside his body, yeah. just in case things get fast. It's good. <laughs> it's nice. This isn't a complaint. This is flattery. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's what he is. But I just, I always find it entertaining that when you have to find your broadcaster voice, and I'll tell, I guess, a personal story, which is when I first started speech and debate, I walked in and I was a broadcasting major, and I remembered doing that voice, and I didn't know it was wrong or it was weird. It just felt like what you're supposed to do. And I think that's why most broadcasters do that voice because it sounds to them or maybe to other people who run TV as pleasing to hear people use a full run-on sentence that connects in a sing-songy way. And I remember doing one of my speeches in that kind of voice and every single person said, stop fucking doing that. Oh, <laughs> And I, I remembered Kev very distinctly looking at them and going, I don't know any other yeah, way to is, I signed it. up for a club, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys are going to fucking mock me worse than being heckled. You're supposed to be my team. And after that happened, I learned, and this is something that you and I prefer, which is a regular conversational voice. And uh, one that it would, if you talk to us, Anywhere outside of with these microphones or with ever what Skype calls that we're making, we sound just like this. This isn't our voices being amplified. It's just not. Nah, that's how Kevin talks. That's how I talk. Better or worse, people. <laughs> this, is, this is the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle. There yep. were multiple moments where Anik was at peak Anik, but you and I can go ahead and I don't want to skip over the performance. We love Drew Dober. It was an awesome fight. Mm -hmm. And But before we get to Anik's best prize, which was the Nico Price Tim Means nugget he dropped on the world, and I don't want to skip past the fattest fight of the night, Ivanov versus Rothwell. 
Those poor cages. I don't know that they're built for that. So Dariush goes on the mic after beating Drew Dober through tedious hard work, lots of hours of proven mat time. Raf, he's taking over now for Romero as I think most religiously devoted fighter. I thought he was talking about his dad for a second at the end of that. He was not. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jesus talk. A lot of Jesus talk. Here's all I have to say. What if okay. your jujitsu instructor always talked about this extra next level jujitsu person? You could never see him. You just had to know he was next level. And he already had decided what type of jujitsu fighter you were going to be. And it didn't matter how much mat time you put in. It didn't matter if you committed crimes. As long as you just believed that this jujitsu instructor existed, you'd have a chance to win at a high level. Don't train. I can't emphasize enough. You're never going to see this person. You're never going to interact with them. They're just going, you just have to have faith. Your jujitsu will be better. No practice. I, I wonder if I'd be able to sell him on that. That's my only, that's my only uh, two cents here. Thank you, Dariush, for also doing. This was a real roller coaster. He compliments Judover. I love the first part. <laughs> Kill that. Kev's really, uh, really good on the constructive criticism uh, scale of one positive, one negative. Everybody. And I, I was just so over him. Like first, I got to give it up to my father. God, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Was he in training camp with you? I didn't see him, but look, I get it. We all believe in things. I really have taken a hard look at that ancient aliens thing. I just need this platform. Use it for fighting and athletics. Like, this is a recreational sport, sweetheart. Darius, but he did. He then, he then brought me home with the and i want to do a quick call out says he loves his niece i mean what a guy like he i was like i'm out and i'm back in well the reason why it's so nice is he was kind of signifying it when he said can i make a call out and he had this gleeful excitement that was "Ooh, i want to do one of those things can i do the thing right like challenge someone and you go yeah let's hear it i want to call out my little six-year-old niece, I love you. And I was like, oh, my God, is he going to fuck her up? Shit, that's hardcore <laughs> to be like, yeah, you turned six, so what? You're going to catch these hands, too. <laughs> it's it's time to fight. I'll be home it's shortly. <laughs> Get that bouncy castle ready, because that's what she requested <laughs> if he won. And Anik reported yes. on it. Don't worry. You got quotes yes. from the nieces also. Of course, his niece, who he's going to challenge at the end of this fight, is definitely looking forward to the bouncy castle that she could win if she beats him, which is unlikely. Darius, you beat a tough fighter tonight. How does it feel? It's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> no one no one heard you, man. Also, Especially this fighter forget. that's like, things are still ringing in his ears. It's like, take us through those last few moves. I know how to work for this. You got to tell us what you're thinking right now. Hits him in the face with the mic. <laughs> I think he's Herb. It's fantastic. Johnny gets forget, a little too excited. Hotel 6, we'll leave the light on. But returning back to the action here. Monster Energy guys, Drink. You I've, can't get it up. It's like, that's I've not a sponsor, John. He's like, waiting. I just love them. <laughs> I've been waiting 
just in the wings to do more John Anik impression. Because I used to love doing, for a good while, the Mike Goldberg, well, that doesn't seem right, Joe. And it was always fun to play with that and his whole, you know, coming up next. Like, those are things that we as UFC fans go, you know what, Goldie, you're putting your heart into it. And for that, we love you. But uh, you sometimes seem like fighting is new to you. And we'll get past that. John Anik, one of my friends, when they were replacing uh, Goldberg with Anik, they're just like, I'm excited. I like Anik. And I go, he's okay. And they go, why do you say that? I go, you know what the thing is? They go, he's better than Goldberg. And I go, but we've all just kind of said, (laughs) Goldberg, you know, dude, I don't care. Just do your job. You seem to love it. And I know Anik loves it, too. We just brought him but along because well, we were used to him. We liked him like a bartender yeah. at the neighborhood bar. It was like, he's in. Right. Yeah. And so when they asked, they're like, well, what's your beef with Anik? And I go, I just think he's kind of a robot. And well, that's not people exactly were like, fair rap. You haven't heard his side of the story. Tell us how you feel now. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they switch it up on him. And they're just like, I don't want to talk about this. Does not compute. Well, uh, well. Uh, we'll kick uh, it to commercial before things get out of hand. Hotel <laughs> Six right. will leave the light. It does not do well when they're like, "Okay, it's not going to be in Gano. You're actually going to be talking to Dale Cormier again." It's like I was not told about this change. <laughs> he starts just going <laughs> super Mister Rogers in a negative. Well, okay. Before we get to the next fight, I want to ask you about, and we're definitely, we were both watching the Tim Means, the Dirty Bird versus Nicola Price, which ends disastrously after some slapping. There's a teaser. Yeah. I want to talk about a brand that doesn't get the Goldberg treatment, meaning top priority all the time, NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. I'm currently on their backslash men underwear page because, you know, that's where I shop. And I have to tell you, these things come in handy for the big hipped. They come in handy for those working on losing that holiday weight. Still talking about myself. Those were both just comments about me. Love the Navy, love the gray, but the camo makes me feel like a real Navy man, Raph. It is spectacular. Head on over to NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Free shipping on orders over $80. It's U.S. and Canada. 30-day money-back guarantee, though. I don't want those money-back guarantee ones. I don't want any that they send back. Because I've tried them on. Just make sure you get the size right. You'll be good to go. NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. A great moment where uh, Pat was talking about this week, which is, is there any better model for underwear than Lovato? And he was saying that, and I go, no, you're right, dude, because look at him. Even when he's off-season, he's still going to a fight to win to just go, yeah, I'll take on your Samoas. No big deal. I'll go to, what is it, London for Polaris? Yeah, I'll do that too. Because, guys, I don't know if you get this about me. I'm trying to get my title. (laughs) So... Until homeboy gets, uh, you know, fixed uh, with the back and whatnot, I'm going to take these super fights. So more power to him for just, you know, sporting his north-south jiu-jitsu underwear. And I'm just saying. I saw that in the photo, that north-south popping out of that sweet red-black gear. Mm-hmm. 
if you guys want to be cool like Lovato, you should get North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. That's all. I've heard it's the secret to having Jiu-Jitsu like it's, okay. It is. I was going to move right past that comment <laughs> into. I talked What's about that text message from the, Rafael Lovato Jr. Well, Jubero would hit me up first with the going yeah. to murder you. It's like, great. Sounds good. I When I saw Jubero last with his black eye, it was like, what are you up to? He's like, about to fly to Oklahoma City. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. That explains. He's been going to wrestling on Mondays. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> Very good at jujitsu. And out there to train with killers, which we'll get to some grappling. We have a grappling episode this week. Obviously, it, it pretends our bread and butter because we are both just infatuated with it, really. And teaser alert, we're definitely talking Metamorris on that podcast. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Raph, there mm. were some good jujitsu moments in this card. None of them happened between Rothwell and Ivanov, which was just a no. strike fest with, that Ivanov won, but no one really won. It was just two huge guys yeah. beating each other up. Tim Means slapped Nikola Price, kneed him with the John Jones treatment, except... It was legal because of the rules change. Mm-hmm. I guess the rules change definitely. In Kansas, they were like, whatever. <laughs> Y'all want to fight? Sounds good. Kansas <laughs> rules. You can name him in the head. I mean, you're fighting, right? Like, you're, Yeah, it sounds good. Nicola Price and Tim Means put on one hell of a show. Did you, have, have you seen someone smack someone like that before? <sighs> Not quite like that, no. It pissed Price off. Like, it seemed like, because Price slaps back, and Tim Means like, I'm not done. This is my strategy. I'm not being Mm. coy. Like, this is, I'm going to slap you again. (laughs) Hey, you know one thing about the Dirty Bird. The guy's going to bring every wing and beak. He's kicking. Ends up, I saw you share something. He, He broke a few, he broke like an ankle and a foot. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I put it with some mild, that's unfortunate kind of language to it. But then I thought about it a little bit more after I posted it, and I said, actually, you know, all things considered, could have been worse. I'm glad that's all he broke. And he was the only one kicking, so was that him? I don't know. That's a good question. That fight was... It was a lot of fun. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, that fight was <laughs> bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. The most O's for, for me. I enjoyed it for the mere sake of, as I'm watching it unfold before my eyes, I just kind of go, uh, okay, this fight's over now. No. Okay, it's still going. That's cool. This fight is over now? No. <laughs> still going. Okay. I'm gonna oh ah oh this fight's oh fuck so, and then after a certain point I just stopped. So ESPN is our our next chance, Raph. I'm looking at the fight results yeah. right now, and it's super specific about how they got beat. And it, in this fight, it just says punch. Like it, does, it doesn't say strikes. <laughs> it's KO TKO in parentheses punch, which is exactly right. Nico Price counters with a right that just drops the D-Bird. 
and then counters with a left hammer fist. That'll go ahead and send you into the concussion protocol for sure. They blue tented him immediately. Nicola Price wins the fight. In in a stunning, you're hearing Raph and I talk about it. It was a stunning fight. You should go watch it. It's five ninety nine for ESPN Plus. Not bad. Nicola Price mm. apparently has a wife. I I didn't mm. know that he was married, but it, it's going to be germane mm. to this story because <laughs> John Anik is like he was told by his wife if he won this fight, she wanted two new bathrooms, and I he's won the fight. And it was like. Hold on, is that all the detail we get? I immediately messaged you, Raph, upset. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, wait, do you have bathrooms that you're renovating? Look, it's an HGTV era. I want to fucking know the details. Could you please tell me what you're talking mm-hmm. First of all, where did that come out? <laughs> did he tell you that? Like, Anik, if you're going to drop in a personal story, like it's something people know, it would helpful if it didn't sound like you and his wife were having an affair where she's texting you behind the scenes. <laughs> you better get me two new bathrooms. It's like, could you give us some context into the story, please? Were you interviewing him and she was there? Did he mention it? And are they just converting kids rooms? Like, I don't understand any of the logistics. Raph, what does two new bathrooms mean to you? nothing it means a lot of work and i don't like watching hgtv so it's entirely possible that john anik moonlights as one of the property brothers that we didn't know about who just kind of like didn't quite get hit with the same tree property second cousin on the way down <laughs> with yeah. john anik yeah yeah that's not bad you know this place has 3.4 bathrooms normally it's 3.5 but today we lost a little bit in translation. Motel 6, we'll keep the light on. I want to make sure that you guys, as we're going over John Anik's um, foibles, if you would, there's a couple things I, I realized that we kind of glossed over. I'm going to return to one, but Kev, put a bookmark in ESPN Plus and remind me to come back after I tell this story, which is... Uh, when I saw that same moment in the commentary, I couldn't help but laugh and say, well, that's kind of selling out the wife who's probably <laughs> going to get this a little bit later and think, yeah, why are we telling well, this hold on, story? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's probably thinking like, John Anik, are you ever talking about your wife and kids? I hear you got twins. I bet you're commentating for three right now. What the shit? Like, what do you mean, what about us? And then you think about it, and just the way it's the take my wife, please uh, form of commentary. I sent you the note that was like, it also in an indirect way sounds like Annex on the microphone going, you know, this gold digger is coming and telling her husband, you better come back with a win or our kids don't have a playroom. And uh, I just thought, man, that that's such a interesting way to phrase uh, information about fights. But Kev, to your point, and I don't know if you, you guys know this, but in a lot of different areas for the UFC, uh, they do have the commentators go talk to the fighters. So they do get a little bit of background information. Uh, it's kind of like a pre-interview, but for the commentators, and that's why a lot of the times when they tell those personal stories, it comes from that time during 
media week when they schedule, you know, some conferences and they meet them one by one. And that's usually when they say like, oh, I've been hearing really good things about their jujitsu. It's like their jujitsu coach said, hey, man, their jujitsu is really good right now. However, it still begs the question. At what point did renovations come up? Nico Price's interior designer was there. She was uh, taking questions. People thought it was weird, but they were like, what do you think he'd do next? They're like, he needs to do the bathrooms. I mean, that's what his wife said. And that's John Anik just giving us that color. <laughs> I don't know. Just... I really don't. It sounded like a private comment. That's why I got so upset when I they just rolled right past it. I said, that's all the context I get, I guess. All right. Maybe to Nico Price's defense... Uh, maybe he just wasn't aware that you're supposed to say uh, off the record when you're talking to a commentator because I guess everything's fair game uh, when when it's there. I don't know. I mean, I've definitely run into fighters that I've said, tell me something interesting about you. And a lot of new grapplers uh, struggle to figure out what's interesting about them. So sometimes it's hard to keep it in. They just, I don't yeah. know. I still play a lot of Fortnite. Whatever it is. Say it out loud. Right. It just feels better. And the worst part is is when they do tell you something that they think is really interesting and you just go, okay. And then they look and they go, that's not going to make it on air, is it? Nope. Nope. That's not really interesting at all. But thank you for telling me. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway. So yeah, there was that fight. But can we talk about the main event for a second? Because That's I don't mean next. to gloss over everything else. Well, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. We don't yes. have to spend much time on it. But Elizo Zaleski Dos Santos reminded us all jiu-jitsu is very important. Mm-hmm. Rear naked choke his opponent in two minutes and 25 seconds. It's pretty impressive. But now we can move past because that's all I got for that fight. It wasn't good. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, there was a verbal submission, though. Where? <clears throat> so uh, it was in the prelims, and uh, it was due to elbows. What? What so, is a verbal submission, Raph? Those edge. words don't even mean anything to me. Stop, please. I Well, I know what half of it means, but I'm trying to lead you somewhere. It was a verbal well, I'll what? Tell you this much. It was a verbal uh, tap. God damn it! Uh, Where well, are we? I, I don't need to go to a brewery to use the word. It was a verbal tap. It's just annoying though when they do that and they they coin it that way. We do still feel it's a personal attack on the show, well, but more than that, chance. Well, hold on. Let me go see if they did that. I'll go. I'll go look at <laughs> the next ones. I still feel, though, that anytime I see them look at each other and they're trying to figure out the wording in my brain, I always hear it as them uh, conspiring to go, <laughs> Hold on. let's just not give them the <laughs> SEL. Let's just not. Because fuck those guys. Rap, by chance, was it Alex Murano versus Zach Otto? Because mm-hmm. the word that ESPN used, I'm going to give them credit for this. It just says elbows. <laughs> It's great. That okay. might be better. I concede. I'm good with that. Elbows. <laughs> it's still not as good as how did that fight end? And you realize that they have the singularity of punch. a Russian bot that just goes, <laughs> it end by punch. 
Well, there's right? also Benil Dariush got armbar, so I guess that over that they decided armbar was more important than triangle choke. I like it. So yeah, and the hard part was uh, I think the the his what he they were kind of saying the reverse triangle, which I don't know that that's too many words for them. Uh, but even then, like I could see them getting away with that with the bend on the elbow where I go, yeah, that sucks. But even when he's saying there, he's like, well, I had a, you know, Kimura grip and it was a reverse triangle. And then I moved the arm. It's like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're good at it. Okay. Just stop showing off Benny. If you could, that'd be great. Let's discuss this. Okay. Can I tell you my favorite part of the Derek Lewis and uh, Dos Santos fight? Yeah. Okay. There was a moment when Derek Lewis in the first, and I know many of you, this may stick out as a vivid memory for you. I hope it does. There was a moment when he got hit, and I swear to God, he didn't say it, but he definitely looked it. Where, in my opinion, the phrase, oh, Lord, oh, why? Because he got hit and doubled over and held his stomach. And sometimes that's enough to end a fight. Sometimes it's like a liver shot kind of a feel. Sometimes it's a, yeah, I don't think he's defending himself anymore. His hands are now on his stomach rather than there. And you know what happened, Kev? They continued to a second round. This was a close fight, though. And ESPN, I sent you a link. I'm looking at it, and they have, like, Derek Lewis's head shaded very red. And I don't understand. Maybe to insinuate that's where he got hit. So that's why, because underneath his red, the season says punch it. Yes, okay. Plural. It's either that or he's under a heat lamp. It, thank uh, you. I'm look, ESPN here, yeah. has his head a shade of red that is cartoonish. Like, I'm going to get you, Coyote. It is exquisite. Like someone who doesn't know how to use their Photoshop properly, uh, they just go, "Hey, could you get the color closer to what their actual they're like? It's body Derek, looks like that'd be great." It's Derek the Red Beast, right? That's what we call him. It's like, yeah, that's that's <laughs> so, it. That's what they said. The other thing to consider here is, and I've said this a million times, and I do think it would be great if we ever get this technology for actual humans outside of a video game, but I'm a huge fan of in old school video games. When it looked like you were about to beat a boss, they would glow and they would start flashing red and orange colors at you. So to me, when I see somebody like that, it lets me know like, Oh cool. He's almost done. I should probably try and knock him out. Um, It just looks a little odd in terms of this is a professional sports website. And, um, uh, it looks like he's trying to get his fake tan on and uh, they're not really a good place. They're, they're going to have to correct the coloring. Unless they, they mean it. They're like, this is how we're going to do it. This head looks like that. Uh, Junior Dos Santos gets a win. Not a convincing win, but he took it as convincing to fight in Ganu is where he's already being questioned, but he wins via stoppage in the second round you know just kind of turn the tables i thought can i tell you though 
now that I'm looking at this photo a little bit more, Dos Santos looks like he took no damage comparatively if we're just showing who took damage. So if it's a damage sort of thing where they're trying to show like, oh, he took a lot of strikes to the head and not so much leg kicks. I want to be like, well, then show me where Dos Santos got hurt as well, because I think that's unfair to just show one person looks perfect in their photo and the other doesn't. But the other thing is, you mentioned that this was a closer fight uh, than advertised. Can you describe what you thought the fight looked like? Because I know what it looked like to me. I thought Derek Lewis had a few moments in the first round and at least a strong moment in the second round where I thought he had won the fight. I thought he had flat out knocked Junior Dos Santos has been knocked out many times. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to me, there were a couple moments where you would get hit, then you'd run away with your back turned, then circle back to your opponent. Then you hit them. Then they like lose their balance. Everybody came up and was running in circles for a little bit. And I don't know if you guys want to put my voice over any replay of it. But if you just add the following sound clip, I'm curious to see how it matches up. Here is the sound clip I'm going to give you, which is. Because I feel if you match that up with the video footage, it might be close. I couldn't agree more. And I now that's kind of what I want. Internet, you're up. <laughs> it's your turn, kids. Make it happen. Much like <sighs> okay. I need more memes with Arrested Development. Not more, maybe. Yep. But just need to pay attention. Yeah. Any more Kev, can about... I tell you one of the... Yeah, hit me with final thoughts on uh, Fight Night, Lewis versus Dos Santos. I, the thing I wanted to bring to your attention is this. <clears throat> the talk of the town this week, especially, has been documentaries, right? Uh, very um, notable yeah. people, right? <laughs> and... Uh, you know, it's a very kind of weird time to see uh, two stars in particular who work together, who are being accused of similar but different things. Similar but different. So indeed. Yes. Similar in the sense that a, a long time ago, I used to have this joke where I said, and this was given all the stuff that people would talk about them. I just said, like, what did Michael Jackson and R. Kelly talk about? Like, at any point, did they just be like, oh, do you like kids? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Are you cool? Uh, there's you just no way like they kids? talked about this. Like, with how opposite their tastes are. It would be super yes. cruel. But to me, when I saw that they were doing a song together called You Are Not Alone, I just kind of go, oh I don't want to know what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R. Kelly wrote that song for Michael Jackson, and yet we have two documentaries, <laughs> like I said, similar but very different. Well, the R. Kelly interview so, is not a, exactly a documentary yet, but don't worry. It will be a part of the next one, so <laughs> lock that in. It's a nine-part series. My favorite thing in response to all of that, 
has been with the Hollywood Reporter or Variety or any of these media conglomerates put up articles or segments that are we just talked with some lawyers about if they thought this was a good idea it wasn't (laughs) i get really excited to think what if you're that lawyer that just goes hey i'd like to ask you a question about r kelly okay sure what do you want to know was it a good idea for him to do that interview (laughs) ron howard voiceover it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't so the reason why i bring this up kevin is I don't know that this footage was from yesterday. I think it was. So, Internet, you can tell me I'm wrong. I don't mind. Do you know what song one Dos Santos opted to sing after winning a fight? No, I do not. What if I were to tell you it was R. Kelly's Grammy-winning opus, I Believe I Can Fly? Oh, man. And Hold on. it hurt me. Yeah. Okay. Go on. I think oh, I no. can, can I give Dos Santos a little? Nope. I can't. Oh, man. Well, in Brazil. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> that that I did not know. So, um, This was troubling to look at in the sense that when I saw – I think it was as shopped as it gets. They were the one to make uh, a post about it. And again, this is where I tell you guys. I don't know that this is something uh, that is from old footage. I, I think it's pretty current. <laughs> and the note I put on our Instagram uh, when I shared it on our stories was, okay, who wants to be the one to break it to him? <laughs> Of all weeks, maybe, to sing that song. Maybe oh, this is the week you want to keep a, a low profile on your love of the Arkells. Because be I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much, guys. This is, um, I had to go and, you know, people do their soul searching. They're like, am I going to not listen to them anymore? What am I going to do? Uh, but this week I couldn't help but think like one of the detriments of this whole process is whenever they do these documentaries, you're like, oh, fuck, they just make me want to listen to Smooth Criminal but feel conflicted about it. But they're the ones that played it four times as they're doing this. What the fuck am I supposed to do? God damn it. So I wondered, I was like, man, what, uh, you know, fight week <laughs> oh my God, kind damn. of material is there to watch? Uh the video you just said is is the mm-hmm. equally as this I feel as conflicted about this as I did anything I've seen <laughs> documentary wise, which is the happiest of Junior Dos Santos with some nice yep. pipes, by the way. I'm a man. Not bad. Sing that's that's the biggest. But it is like he's doing a karaoke version of "I Believe I Can Fly." <laughs> This. Oh man, the comments are great. Uh, yeah. From Jay Wine and Dine, Junior clearly doesn't know what is going on in the media. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I would. I would guess that's a fair thing. <laughs> this is great. Hasn't made its way down to Brazil yet. Uh, so okay, but I will say this: this is an added bonus thing. It has nothing to do with uh, MMA, <laughs> which is I'm watching it again. <laughs> uh, and maybe I should play this for you guys because I, I want you to understand the conflict that I've had. There's a song by R. Kelly. And it's called Home Alone. Are you familiar with this song? Uh, no. Okay. So but I it, have gotten it multiple messages very... from Verbal Tap Legal. They're still upset I sang bananas at the top of the show, as well <laughs> as several of the sure. most recent violations I've committed. So you're good to go, I think. But they seem pissed. So, yeah. I mean, they, they will be. Uh, the reason I bring it up, is because there was a lyric I was positive was one of those little clues that artists seem to leave for you when they're like that. And uh, I always thought the lyrics for his song, and it's it's a fun, upbeat song. But I thought it's called Home Alone, and the whole point is, in the video, they're having a party, everybody's super excited, but I thought in the actual like lyrics of it that he was saying parents out of town. And I go, I think that gives it away. R Kelly. (laughs) I think, I think it's a little on the nose there, kid. And instead I have found he, those were not the lyrics, but I swear to you, or at least that they printed a set of lyrics. And I think they do this every once in a while. They printed a set of lyrics that I go, I don't think those are matching up. So I'm gonna. I'm glad this podcast is going this direction. Because here's the thing: I want you guys to hear what I'm hearing, Ken. Okay, this tell me you don't hear Santos's fault. Okay, here you go. Did you hear "Parents Out of Town" when you heard that? Parents out of town. I'm with because you because I looked it up, and the thing is. The song is called Home Alone. Oh. And when I looked at the lyrics, it said, dance out of town. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What does dance out of town mean? No. I think they changed the lyrics or they said something else. Because I clearly, when I hear this go, I think he's saying, parents out of town. So anyway. That's that's my clue for you guys. That's that's my non MMA beat moment for the week. Um, Find us yeah, at Rebel Tap Cast on all the social <laughs> medias for all of your. If you feel like rap is wrong, right, or you want to weigh in and you have an alternative theory, we'd like to hear them all. Yeah, love to hear you guys really argue that one for our Kelly this week. So, <laughs> I just I'm on a place where I said. <laughs> That's as much as we need to know about the UFC. And that's good. It seemed like uh, a little bit better of fights than I thought they would be. I, I knocked them out in the same amount of time you did, which was just kind of those, um, hey, I watched the next day. Because I realized something, Kev. And I have a, I have a verbal tap correction. A couple weeks ago, I think it was last pay-per-view, so, yeah, last week. Um, I might have told a story about how ESPN didn't work on my 
TV, my fire stick. And I was very adamant about it. I have come to discover that was my fault. Would you like to know why? Yes. So I forgot that I have a login that is not connected to an email for my ESPN plus. Like it's just a a name, like a screen name that you have for it. Instead, I had logged in on my fire stick under an email. So it gave me a free trial for a week. Didn't send me any emails about it. And then the trial was done after a week. So I did maybe unfairly yell at them a couple weeks ago. And I'm big enough to admit that, yes, I did make a mistake. And I wanted it corrected for the verbal tap records, as legal as this thing right now. Uh, But there was definitely a moment where I go, oh, no, am I 60? Am I old person now with technology? Because I literally yelled at the TV that it didn't give me my fights. (laughs) I didn't give me my fights. Uh, Yeah, this one sucks. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take it on the chin. So when you said uh, a little bit earlier, and you were talking about the the relative ease of looking at your ESPN Plus, I go, I should admit this. <laughs> He's talking to me. <laughs> it's the telltale heart, is really what it is. Um, no, I, I just had a moment where I go, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you had your moment of magnanimous omission because you're up next. You were at fights. You were covering stuff. We gave you all of the UFC we could. We're excited about upcoming fights, including that little backstage teaser that Donald Cerrone and Nate Diaz would fight. That sounds awesome. And on that rap, but you were covering fights. Tell us about CXF. Yes, went over to cover California Extreme Fighting. Had a few friends on that card. Uh, It was really cool, man. I always love covering uh, our good friends over at CXF, there were some amazing uh, moments. Let's go ahead and give some acknowledgments. Number one to J.J. Buckner. This kid is uh, putting on quite the resume right now. Got another knockout within, what, 30 seconds this time? So big ups to him. Uh, big ups to our good friend Lance Bush, also repping the 10P for L at the Van Nuys. Um, can I admit something to you, Kevin? I'm anxious. Okay, we're talking about a fight. Yeah. Um, So I'm taking photos and, you know, sometimes the action gets really close to you. In this particular moment, the action got so close that I had to kind of move my chair back just so I could get the right angle of trying to photograph what happened in the fight. And uh, essentially what happened was Lance took a guy down. And they were landing very viciously up against the cage where I go, oh, I better back up a little bit. And it's the first time I've almost broken my rule as a photographer and started coaching. Oh, damn. That's serious? Yeah, because I – it was – Kev, because it was almost right on me. The cage, I was really looking at it and saying, I really hope this sticks together because – this is uh they're they're fighting aggressively and as they should. But the problem was at a certain point I joked with Lance a little bit later and I said, Yo dog, um, yeah, you good and all, but you almost made me break my rule because I saw you're not really grabbing the head for good side control here, and that would really make me happy. So under my breath, uh, if you look at the footage, 
on that, you might see me just sitting there, like looking down and being like, "Could we um, get a crossface here? <clears throat> crossface would be great. Crossface this part would be would be really helpful if we got a crossface just from the guy here." <laughs> so I was I was astounded that I I was that close to ever breaking my rule on that one, but uh, it was good. And, but Lance picked up a, a decision win, a very dominant decision. Uh, and big ups to his credit. I always like when I see my friends get like a 30-26 or a 30-25 round because I just look at them and go, you did a lot of good work. So big ups to him. Uh, also, if you guys want to see a crazy reversal of fortune, Benji Gomez was getting rocked early in his fight and then just came back to win uh in in a very miraculous fashion it was it was a very exciting moment in the night there's also uh hunter spike carlisle uh ended up beating the very talented fernando padilla um styles make matches and and they couldn't have more different styles but i was very pleased to see how spike was game planning for him so i I thought that was dope our good friend albert morales picked up a rear naked choke win and uh just proud of that dude man it's um it's great to see him back in fighting and i I think now he's fighting for uh, a title coming up whenever he comes back again to do it but everybody from top to bottom couldn't be nicer to us at cxf uh we'll have some photos going up on the kid a photography uh pages on both facebook and on the instagrams but kev that's that's cxf for you man and if we're being honest though it is really entertaining <laughs> to sit there and you get to hear the crowd yell shit sometimes that uh, I will occasionally turn around from taking photos and try to see who yelled out some dumb nonsense but I think yesterday somebody made uh, some sort of really just aggressively mean Get the fucking shit out of them, yell. (laughs) And I just turned back and I was looking to see who said it. And I made eye contact with somebody who definitely said it. And they looked at me like, am I not supposed to do that? And I go, you do what you need to do. I'm not going to yell at you, guy. They made a choice. They did. I've just never been in that realm. Maybe I've just never been that drunk where I yell something out like that. But uh, it does make you uh, feel because sometimes, you know, the very early part of this card is you have amateurs fighting and then you have the pros. And some of these guys are seasoned and some have been around forever and some, you know, not so much. So I just always laugh when I see uh, fans who are not quite educated yet. They're still figuring it out. Yep. And they make the rest of us look a little better. So let's just all enjoy their their place. CXF, though, close enough to uh, feel the pain. Yes. Um, anyway, my thanks to everybody uh, again for another great show. Got to. I was joking with a couple people, too. I go, I feel like I only run into some of these people when we have a CXF for uh, a show kind of in the area. And it makes me think, I go, do we just put on MMA fights to have mini reunions? Nah, I'm fine with it. You guys fight it out. I'm just going to go talk with a few of my friends here. Uh, and also, can I say this too? 
I want to say you're welcome, Wes Levine. Wes Levine was given a winning ticket. They did a little raffle, which was essentially if you sign on and you followed their Instagram page, uh, you could win some prizes. Wes Levine didn't hear his name called. So I messaged him and go, hey, dude, did you hear your name call? I think you won a big raffle prize. And it was the last prize of the night. And he finds me no quicker than three seconds after I, I messaged him. He's like, Raph, what do you mean? I go, dude, I think you won the raffle. He goes, oh, shit, what did I win? I go, dude, you won a signed poster with Hoist Gracie and GSP. Like, I would go get that. That's a pretty dope thing to get. <laughs> Now, granted, the announcer keeps calling him Royce Gracie, so uh, definitely get that before he breaks it and doesn't know what he broke. So go do that. So you're welcome, Wes. I'm just, I, get, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're welcome, Wes. Is uh, going to be you our know, next podcast. You know, so tune Because I didn't even get a thing. I didn't. I didn't get a hey, Raf. Uh, you know, moment. I got just a yeah. You know, Raf. Thanks, dude. So that that's what I got for you guys. Hey, this is all of our MMA episode. Look forward to Cerrone versus Diaz. That's gonna do it for us tonight. Some shout-outs. Do you have some things? Uh, I've been informed that somebody might want to talk about that actually someone might want to talk about the shout outs uh no about Cerrone and Diaz oh um ladies and gentlemen I'm going to put Raph on mute because I actually didn't realize the line had cleared Nate Diaz here to comment on (laughs) if he's going to fight Donald the Cowboy Cerrone Nate tell us what's what Mmm, bitch. You know I love you. I'll play my fucking nunchucks. Cause I'm gonna fucking do nothing, bitch. I'm retired. Well, wait, nunchucks? I'm confused. That took a few directions. Are you in yeah. or are you out? Doug, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I told him, I was like, yo, here's the thing. I'm not cutting anymore. I'm not, you know, if you do a fight at 185, and I thought, like, he won't want to fight me at 185, but I was like, oh, shit, dog, he won't fight me at whatever weight I am. So, yeah, I don't know, dog, maybe. Do you want to see me fight him? Badly. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm so it. Well, then fuck you. I'm not going to fight him, then, dog. I'm not going to do well, what that you feels want me to do. So you're just going to, like, uh, tease it in front of me and then uh, hit me on the other side? I think you should really do it. Ah, uh, dog, that's just whack. I'm not here to be your, like, little monkey that just gets in a cage and, like, fights. And then just, like, you know, just like, ooh, ah, ah, you know, that's not what I'm about, dog. I'm a fighter. Damn it. All right. Well, so uh, will you let us know if you're going to take the fight? So, okay, yeah, definitely. If I'm going to change my mind, I'm going to take the fight. You will be the 14th person I tell. Okay. Um, well, no, I don't want to go over the first 13. I don't think we Raph's have that kind of... 12. Okay, well, that's good. Then we'll at least get some idea prior to it happening. Champ, can't wait to see you back in the octagon. <laughs> I was never a champ. 
God, I forgot about that. Anyway, listen, Dick, way to make me feel bad before I sign off on here. Anyway, I'll fucking go get high again because, you know, I just realized I haven't stopped by on the show in a bit. And you guys probably fucking need me. So, you know, you're welcome. Smoke weed every day. And smoke weed every day. And you're welcome, Wes Levine, you fucking bust-ass bitch. Verbal tap fans. Nate Diaz. Raph, I'm going to bring you back. What a way to spend our shout-out time this round. Uh, That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And uh, Motel 6, we'll leave the light on for you. Don't forget to check your sponsors. Door, have a good night. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is